parenting, making your home a picture of heaven. Revelation chapter 21, verse 6. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. When parents decide to have kids, typically they're going to do some kind of work to prepare. That includes buying baby furniture, transforming a spare bedroom into a nursery, and reading up on some books about babies. And we prepare because we want to create something that will minimize any negativity in the future. We want to be prepared. So preparing our homes becomes part of that preparation. But is there more than painting walls and buying baby furniture? I believe there's a lot more that must be done for believers to usher children into this world. And one of those things is creating an environment in our homes that is a picture of heaven. So what does heaven look like? Well, in the scriptures, we find hints here and there about the throne room of God, but really it's not so much about what it looks like as it is about what it will be like. And in the passage in Revelation, when we see Jesus at the end of the age declaring that it is done, the old world is now gone and this new existence of perfect peace has come. And he says, I will give from the spring of water of life without payment. So there will be peace in heaven as well as purpose. Believers will be there to glorify God and see his will be done. And notice Jesus is offering to those who are thirsty to drink from the water of life. There's holiness in heaven as Jesus himself is our king. So in our homes, we want to make Jesus our king. And this involves a lot more than just learning about Jesus and and reciting Bible stories and verses. It's about knowing him and placing him on the pedestal of our lives as our king. And in our home, we have Bible verses all over the house in the form of paintings, pictures, and other things. I think we even have a rock somewhere that has something carved on it. And all these things call our attention back to the word reminding us that we are children of the king. And this is the environment that we wanted our children to grow up in. We want them to see that our home is dedicated to God, and it's a picture of heaven. Now, obviously, there's sin in our home because there are sinners that live here. And we're not talking about requiring a perfect home. We're talking about the principles of heaven, what we know about it, bringing those in and establishing our home according to those. We want to provide the best environment, not just for our kids and our marriage, but anyone who comes over. We want them to feel the peace of God here. And so often, churchgoers pollute their homes with worldly stuff that's offensive to God. And I'm not talking about things that are rather neutral. I'm talking instead about those blatant things that are opposed to God. Look at some of the pictures on the walls, the books that are on the shelves, the movies that are in the drawer, the music that's playing, etc. If these things contradict God, then the home is not a picture of heaven and therefore sheds light on the homeowner's true heart towards God. But cleansing our homes, like cleansing the temple in the scriptures, is a statement that our homes are a place where God is honored. In 2 Kings 23, there is a king on the throne, Josiah, and he was a good king. And as we read about the story of Josiah, he was a young boy when he assumed the throne. And he grew up and he was kind of ignorant of the law because his father was wicked. And like so many kings in the nation's history, his father polluted the temple and the holy city, Jerusalem, with ungodly religion, idols, altars, all kinds of garbage. So in Josiah's reign, he orders the temple cleaned up, and in the process, the high priest finds a copy of the book of the law of Moses in the temple. And they evidently were ignorant of the commandments contained in the book because they had for so long did what was right in their own eyes and rejected God. 
The book is then read to King Josiah, who's got a righteous heart, and he flips his lid. And so he reads the law, and that would be Genesis through Deuteronomy, and discovers all the promises made to the nation for obeying him and all the consequences for disobeying him. And he realizes all the issues that he has saw growing up, even at this point in his life, that were all jacked up, were caused by disobeying God, because there it was, right there in the scriptures. So he cleans house. And when you read chapter 23, it tells of all the things the king did and how he rid the nation of all the evil things that people had allowed to pollute their country and their people. And he goes down in biblical history as a great king who served the Lord and not the false gods of the world. And this is an example of a man who looked at the word, realized how far off track he and the nation was, and he did something about it. He had the guts to actually stand up and say, this is wrong. Now, removing all the false gods and their influence among the people was not welcomed by all. There's always those people who are so entrenched in darkness they cannot stand bringing in the light. Nevertheless, Josiah stuck to his guns and honored God by purging the wickedness from the land. And that term, purging the wickedness or purging the evil, is sprinkled throughout the Old Testament as a commandment by God. It's like, get rid of the evil. For example, in Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 22, talking about adultery, it says, if a man is found lying with the wife of another man, and lying means they're having sex, both of them shall die, the man who lay with the woman and the woman. And then it says this, so you shall purge the evil from Israel. So there's an idea there of what God views as evil. That's one of the things in the Old Testament where people will criticize it and say, well, God's so harsh. No, the Old Testament lays down God's standards for righteousness and evil. It hasn't changed. The standards haven't changed. Just because he's merciful on this wicked world doesn't mean that he's kind of forgotten about this and that he accepts adultery. Adultery is evil in the eyes of God, and it needs to be purged. And the way that God says purge it is you kill both the people that are committing adultery. Now, can you imagine if we had that standard in our country? Yeah. Talk about population reduction. But God's attitude toward adultery is that, look, it's evil and it's contagious. So in the law, he commanded that both parties in the affair shall die. What God says is evil is evil. And if we want a home that honors God, then purge the evil from your home. Get rid of those things that God declares evil, and you will find things begin to change. We also have to purge the evil from our hearts. And when both these things are done and maintained, it's a good time to bring children into the home. Referring back to that passage in Revelation, it says, The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. To conquer something means that we first have to declare it as something that needs to be conquered. So seeing our sin laid out in Scripture and confessing it, or in other words, confession is declaring that thing to be evil in the same manner that God sees it as evil. We really justify a lot of evil in our lives and therefore let evil creep into our homes. And God will not honor a home where evil is welcome. So consider that evil your enemy and conquer it. Then the promises of God can now be in play. So making our home a place that represents heaven or is like heaven. Heaven is a place of love and joy. Is your home a place where God's love and joy are present? Heaven is a place where sin is condemned. Do you condemn your own sin? Heaven is a place where God is held as supreme. In your home is God held in supreme honor. Heaven is a place where believers worship God. Are you worshiping God in your home or anywhere else? Heaven is a place where God's Spirit fills the place. Is your home a place that God's Holy Spirit is filling? You get the picture? If you get this and are preparing to start a family, then you and your spouse get on the same page. 
Pray fervently that God would show you the things in your house that need to be thrown out and then be ready to defend your home against the influx of evil brought in by people, the internet, etc. And declare your home a place for God's glory to fill. And now that that's done, stay the course and bring in the children. Teach them these things and do not waver, being diligent to please God rather than please ourselves or other people. God first. Remember, in our homes, we put God on his throne. And if our home is there to honor God, then the throne is his, it's not ours. If you have a family and there's a lot of evil in plain sight, before you clean your house, teach your kids about God's presence and his willingness to forgive everyone for the wickedness we bring into our homes. Take it slow, then let them decide to chuck it, whatever it is. This will go a whole lot better than you just grabbing stuff and start chucking it, especially if it's theirs. To be sensitive to that if you have kids and they're listening to raunchy music. When we heard raunchy music, we're like, no. And I have a story about that that's absolutely hilarious. I have never seen my wife blow a gasket like she did when she found a raunchy CD in my kid's room. (laughs) It was so funny. Yeah, that thing didn't stay in one piece very long. And she gave uh, my kid a good tune-up. I just sat there and laughed. But take this serious and establish your home as a place where God is welcomed and honored. Don't wait until things get so bad that your family wants to declare mutiny on you as you want to get rid of their stuff. Bring in that peace of God by inviting God, loving your family, showing your family that you're legit and honor God. And people know when they come into our house that we honor God. And that's the way we want it to be. Because like the passage says, the one who conquers will have this heritage and I will be his God and he will be my son. I want to conquer and be God's child. That's where the peace of God that passes all understanding comes from. And I never want to lose God's peace. So our home, we have established it as a place where God is honored. We strive to make it a place that resembles heaven. Thank you.